Debt is such an ugly word. It carries so much emotional baggage. Hey, we have all been to some degree in a financial rut. Our not so proud financial moment. And we tend to blame it on someone or something else, right? AKA not making enough money at work. But at the end of the day, if you don't control your money, making more won't help. It's Seven Figures. I'm your host, Sandy Waters. Each week, we learn valuable money tips. As bankruptcy judge John Ninfo says, increase your financial IQ. It is crucial to your mental well-being to be in control of your finances, to sleep well at night, not worrying about how you're going to pay that next bill. So how can you climb out of debt? Is debt consolidation cards the way to do it? What about home equity loans or better yet, dipping into your 401k to get the creditors off your back? What is the right way to do it? We'll give you all the facts today. But first, we want to thank our friends at Family First Credit Union for supporting the Seven Figures podcast. Earning and learning go hand in hand. And Family First is here to help you and the greater Rochester community with both. All right, let's get to it. Let's help you take control of your finances. Today, we cash in with Lynette Baker, Consumer Credit Counseling Services of Rochester. Thank you so much for joining us today. Thank you for having me. Let's just get it out there. There are so many debt consolidation companies that are attacking us with their campaigns and their ads. What's really going to happen when we get involved with one of those guys? If it sounds too good to be true... It probably is. We like to think of ourselves as the good guys. We're a not-for-profit. We've been in Rochester for almost 50 years. Um, We're going to help you if we can. We are not going to put you on a debt management plan if you are not going to succeed. So that's something that we don't say a lot, obviously. But if you come in and you are too far into debt and you can't make that monthly payment, we will recommend other options for you. So we're not here just to get everybody in the world onto a debt management plan. We're going to make sure that it's right for you. You hear the commercials on the radio for the debt settlement companies. They are, for the most part, not out to help you. Um, they are usually for profit. They say that you can you know, pay less than you owe. Mm-hmm. So let's say you owe $10,000 and they settle with your credit cards for $5,000. That other $5,000 just doesn't disappear that becomes income to you because you spent that money, you racked up that debt. So the other $5,000 becomes income to you. So when tax time rolls around, you will have to pay taxes on that amount. In this example, it's $5,000. So you may have been expecting to get a refund and now you owe more taxes and you won't get the same refund that you thought you were getting. So it's basically like you had another $5,000 of income, maybe from a part-time job or something, you know, because that money just doesn't disappear. And they really aren't upfront about that. You should ask if you call any of those companies, you know, should you wouldn't even think to read the small, right. How would you know? But make sure, you know, if, if you do decide to work with someone else besides CCCS, read the small print, ask questions, get a second opinion. You know, you do that with a doctor or with, Any, you know, your car service person, you know, get a second opinion. There's nothing wrong with that with your finances, too. That's good to know because it's easy to fall prey to those big advertising campaigns. You are desperate. You are so far into debt. You don't know what to do. You've got the phone ringing all the time with people trying to get money from you. So you hear that radio commercial and it sounds like, oh my gosh, you know, somebody's going to help me and it's going to be easy. It's not easy, but it can be done. 
You can do it. Attacking your debt. It's possible. Yes. I hear that so much. So many times where people are like, well, forget it. I'm at an age where I just can't, whatever. I'm not, can't take the money with you when you die. You know, that (laughs) mentality. They don't even try to attack it because they think they're too buried in it. Yeah. No matter where you are, it can be done. It's not always easy. If you go on a debt management plan with us, we ask you, get rid of your credit cards. Don't sign up for any new credit cards because, you know, we've we've come up with this monthly payment and that's based on what you already owe. If you're still out there charging more on a different credit card, that kind of messes up the whole thing. And if it's a credit card that you already have those because the credit cards have to accept you into this program, they will reduce your interest rate. They will get rid of fees, but they will only do that if you're following the rules. So you have to get rid of your credit cards. You have to do certain things like that. And if they find out that you're not or that you got another credit card, they can drop you from the program. We won't drop you, but, you know, the the bank or the credit card can drop you from the program and then you're on your own again. Oh, wow. So and they probably will bump your interest rates back up again and, you know, put you back where you were. So it's not easy. There's rules. Um most people, it takes about four to five years, depending on how much debt you have. But you have to be disciplined and be responsible, and it can be done. What is the biggest debt that you've seen? Credit card debt. Uh, okay. We used to um, we used to have an office in New York City, and it and we closed it. It ended up most people didn't come into the office anyway; they would just talk to us on the phone. But you know, you would see people in New York in New York City where you know we had this client that had a hundred thousand dollar credit card debt with Macy's. $100,000? Yeah. And, you know, it was like, oh, my gosh, wh- why would they keep extending that credit? But, you know, the person made a lot of money, but they also had a huge amount of debt. And they were still, their their income to debt ratio was bad. You wow. can be in overwhelming oh my God, debt no matter how much you Lynette, make. that is, hold on a second. <laughs> and that person probably had other credit cards. I'm sure. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Some people have this mindset and it no fault to them. It's probably just how they grew up because we weren't all educated financially. Mm-hmm. Right. We don't yeah. get enough financial education when we're when we're younger. Yeah. If your the parents minds, don't. Yeah. If your parents don't teach you, you don't learn that in school. And then the mindset is just pay the minimum. Yes. It's the wrong mindset to have. Yes. And it's really great that a lot of credit card companies have started putting that on your statement. Here's how long it's going to take you to pay off this balance if you're paying the minimum. Do people look at that really? I hope so. Uh, I do. You know, when I get my credit card statement, because it scares me sometimes and I'm like, oh, um, I want to pay that off sooner. I don't want. And it tells you how much is going to how much extra it's going to be over. Like if your balance is five thousand and you only pay the minimum, you might end up at the end of the day paying ten thousand. You know, so so I think it's there to scare you. And then if you pay. $50 a month instead of 25, here's how fast you can pay it off. If you pay a hundred, you know, it's Mm -hmm. a really great tool on your statement and, and credit card companies have started doing that just in the last couple of years. So look at it. If you don't mandate, I think so. Okay. I think so. Um, So definitely look at it if you don't already, because it will kind of, you know, at least give you the real picture about how long it's going to take you to pay off that $5,000, if not scare you into trying to pay a little bit more. So how about you guys locally in Rochester, the Mm -hmm. biggest amount of debt that you helped someone tackle? Student loan debt is, you know, we've had people that have come in with $150,000. You know, they went to undergraduate school 
and then they went on to law school or a master's degree or or something else. And, you know, by the time they were done, you know, they're they're about one hundred and fifty thousand dollars. That sounds like an overwhelming number. That oh sounds gosh, like it's it about a fifteen hundred dollar a month payment a month. Even if you went to law school or medical school, you're not going to start out making a huge amount of money, yeah. most likely. You know, you're you're going to make more than, you know, someone with a four year degree. But are you going to make enough to pay a fifteen hundred dollar a month student loan payment? Are there solutions no. to student loans and yes. easier way to pay? OK, yes. Yeah, there are a lot. Um, we mostly work with the federal student loans. We okay. have partners, though, that work with private loans. If you have more private loans than than federal, we can point you in the right direction to somebody that can help you. Is one harder to pay off than the other? Is one more more red tape involved? You know, the government has a lot of programs that are income based. Okay. Um, so those will help you and you can defer, you know, if you get out of college and you're not, you don't have a job yet, you can defer your payments, but you can only do that for a certain number of payments. So you don't want to waste that if you don't have to. Um, but there's income based repayment programs that go based on your income and you recertify every year. So if this year you're making $20,000, you can afford to pay this much money. Next year you got a raise and you're making twenty two, so you'll end up paying a little bit more on your student loans. So it, it correlates with your income, which is helpful. Okay, but private loans, they private don't. Private loans have some programs. They're willing to consolidate and do things with interest rates. Okay. Um, Why is it then if you offer this wonderful service You are going to help people get out of debt, go down to zero within four to five years. Why doesn't everybody take advantage of this? Always a stigma with your finances. I mean, most people don't talk about their finances to their even their family, you know, because it's embarrassing. But, you know, what I always tell people is a lot of times you didn't end up there because it was your fault. Sometimes, certainly, people charge too much money and they shouldn't and they end up there and it's your fault. But there are so many other circumstances. You could have lost your job. Mm -hmm. You could have gotten a divorce. You could have gotten sick. So now you have a lot of, of, you know, hospital debt or medical kind of debt. It's not always your fault. So, you know, it we are certainly very private about it. We're not going to talk to anybody about you or, or anything like that. If that, you know, that's obviously something that we will respect, but if you can't talk to your family or your friends, come and talk to us. Our counselors are certified and they're constantly taking classes and learning more. Mm -hmm. And, you know, they know what they're talking about. And the other thing is when you come to us, that first appointment is totally free. You have absolutely nothing to lose. You can walk away, no, um, no pressure to come on as a client, no obligation. Just come in and you don't even have to come in. You can do it on the telephone, you know, so you can sit in your office at home and just talk to somebody. But, um, you know, you can either come in the office, talk to us on the phone. But that first appointment is one hour. It's free. We're going to run through your budget. So you need to know your income basically all of your expenses and we're going to look at your budget and say, all right, maybe you can tweak it here. Maybe you can do this there. And um, here's what we could do with your credit cards. If you decide to go on a debt management program, here would be your interest rate. Here would be your payment. You know, we'll give you that full picture and we'll tell you, you can probably do this on your own. 
if you want to, or, you know, you're too far into debt, you don't qualify, or you're the perfect person for the program. So, you know, we're going to be totally honest with you. In that hour, you can walk away, no obligation, and do it yourself if you'd like. There's a cost just because you guys got to keep your lights on. For that first appointment, it's free. Okay. If you did come to us and become a client, the debt management plan, there's a setup fee because there's a lot of work that goes into setting up all your accounts and working out payments and getting, working with your bank to take the payment, that kind of thing. That's $25 one time. Then there is a monthly fee and it can range anywhere from $30 to $40 um, depending on the situation. But that is a small amount to pay if we're saving you hundred or two hundred dollars okay. a month, you know. So normally, yes, there is a monthly fee, but we are usually saving you much more than that. Okay, and so, so you being completely upfront and candid about those numbers, yes, just shows that you're really doing it yes. for the benefit of the client. You just need to generate some kind of revenue well, to exactly. pay your staff to keep the lights on, to pay our counselors. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I mean, we are not for profit, so we're not in this to make a huge amount of money. We're in this just to meet our expenses at the end of the year. You have to readjust your mindset when it comes to spending, saving, and paying off credit cards and any kind of debt that you have. Yes. If you got yourself into that much debt, um, you definitely need to rethink what you're doing. Reset your opinions about money. You know? How do We're you gonna change talk- your mind? Because sometimes <laughs> you're living in this world of you don't... Yeah. You, play, you kind of play the victim. Yeah. You almost make excuses for why you're there. Right. Absolutely. Uh, You know, make excuses. That's why so many people use debt settlement, because they want to find an easy way out. And there is no easy way out. You need to be responsible. And as you if you do do a debt management plan with us, you know, you've got that typically four to five years. Some people can do it less, but you've got that amount of time. And we talk to you and, you know, we'll talk to you as much as you want. You can call in and talk to somebody if you're struggling with You know, because we ask you not to open up any more credit cards, but we understand life still happens. Your car broke down. Oh, my gosh, it's going to cost a thousand dollars to fix it. You know, talk to us. We're going to help you figure out the best way to cover that thousand dollars. Or if you need a new car, um, how are you going to get the best loan? Because a lot of times the lower your credit score is, the higher the interest rate you pay on a mortgage, on a car loan, on a personal loan, Mm -hmm. anything like that. So, you know, our goal is to, at the end of the day or at the end of your debt management plan, bring that credit score up so that when you do need to take out a new loan for something, you're going to be paying a, a lower interest rate. And obviously that makes it easier to pay off. So, um, you know, we, we try to help over that three to five year time period to, change that mindset. We've got classes that you can come in and take on budgeting or understanding your credit score, those kind of things. Take advantage of them. Those are free also. What are some of the main lessons learned in those classes? Let's start with your credit score. What are some things that we just don't know about, we don't realize when it comes to our credit score? Yeah. So your credit score, you know, they look at so many variables whenever Mm -hmm. they calculate that score. And a lot of times you hear closed credit cards that you're not using or, you know, because they look a lot at how much credit you have available. Okay. And then how much you're using. So if you have $20,000 of credit available and you're only using a thousand, that's great. 
but you still have $20,000 of credit available that you could use if something happens. And that works and against you? That works against you. Oh. So, so maybe you want to bring that down to only $10,000 of available credit and you're using $1,000. If you're not using a credit card, turn it off. You know, get oh, rid of it. See, I didn't realize but, that because you go in and you yeah. want to get the 15% on your purchase. <laughs> so you open up the card and then you're like, I'll never use it. But yep. just, yeah. 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 So that okay. increases the available credit. Then the other thing is the ones that you want to keep. Okay. You want to keep some credit cards. Um, the ones that you want to keep are the ones that you've had the longest. Because another thing they look at is the credit history. So you opened up a credit card when you went to college 20 years ago. That's the one you want to keep. Close the one you opened last week to get the 15% off at some store because you haven't had that one very long. So that one is not even going to make a blip on your credit score. That one that you've had for 20 years, that's a big deal because they look at the larger amount of credit history. And if you shorten that credit history by closing that card, then your score could go down a little bit. Is there an easy way to close out these cards or do you got to call the company individually? You just have to call the company. Some, you know, some places may allow you to do it online, but I think, you know, probably the best way to make sure it's done is just to give them a call. Sometimes it's good to use your card because it is building up credit. Mm-hmm. If you don't have any credit cards, then you're not building credit. Yeah. Is that true? Yes, that is true. Just make sure you're only using enough and then you're paying it off at the end of every month. That will help your credit score. So, you know, charge $100, $200 a month, whatever you can afford, and pay it off at the end of the month. Okay. So that shows that you're using credit, but you're not building up a balance also. There are cases when you, you might need to use credit to buy something and you can't pay it off at the end of the month. You know, let's say you need to spend $400 to get your furnace repaired. Um, just make sure you pay it off within a couple months. No more than four months. Get that paid off and, you know, then you can breathe again. And credit score is all of your loans. So, yeah, any kind. It's not just credit cards that they look at. They look at any kind of debt that you have. If you rent, it it varies. If your landlord reports that to a credit reporting agency, then that will count in your favor. Some of them don't. You know, probably the bigger places do report it. The smaller places, probably not. So you can check with your landlord to see if... They're reporting it to credit reporting agencies. And then if you're making, again, that on-time payment, you're not late, that's helping your credit score. Now this is a nice transition into budgets. Mm -hmm. Top things that you tell your clients when it comes to budgets, how do we change our mindset? How do we set a plan? Some people don't even know. Where do I start? The first thing is to have a plan. You know, there's so many people that they just don't have a budget. They kind of know how much they make. They keep an eye on their banking account, their checking account, their savings account. And, you know, hopefully that money gets them to the end of the month, you know, but it's, it's fairly easy to sit down and make a budget. And, you know, sometimes you have to rein yourself in a little bit from your spending, but you know what your, for the most part, what your payments are. You can be on a, on a budget plan with RG&E. You don't have to, you know, pay big, huge payments in the winter and smaller ones in the summer. So that helps you budget. Um, they'll, they'll work with you and make up that plan where your payments are the same every month. You, you pretty much know what your credit card payments are. You know what your car payment is. You know what your rent or your mortgage is. So, you know, get all of that information first. Then what you need to sit down and think about then is how much do I spend on groceries? How much do I spend on gas? 
How much do I spend on dry cleaning or birthday presents or do what, you know, how much do I donate to my church every month? You know, those kind of things are a little bit harder and you need to sit down and and look at a month or two and kind of average what you spent at Wegmans that month Mm -hmm. in the last couple months and average it out and you can get that monthly number. So then that will give you a realistic budget. And that's what we do with people is try to get a realistic budget of what you're spending on a monthly basis. And then, uh, like I just said, being realistic, you know, yeah, I want to, you know, spend $500 on each one of my kids for Christmas. Well, of course you do. They're your kids and you want to buy them everything they want. But, you know, sometimes you just have to not and, you know, be a little more frugal and not buy them everything that they want or not buy yourself everything that you want and just be a little bit more responsible with your money and budget for Christmas or whatever holiday, birthdays, um, ahead of time, you know, plan and sp- I'm spending $50 for my son for his birthday. And don't do more than that because that's what you've budgeted for. Same with Christmas, same with any any kind of big holiday where you buy gifts. It is hard. It is hard. I mean, it's eye-opening when my husband and I, and every year we revisit it. We sit down, how much are our credit card statements and, you know, the budget like you were just describing. And then we're like, okay, now wait a minute. Sometimes things pop out. You're like, how much are we spending on that? We don't even really use whatever that is, you right. know? Right. Okay, shave that off. We don't need that anymore. Really be honest with yourself. That's the hard part. You it justify all these little yeah. expenses. Well, just this month, yeah. I'm going to spend more on this. And then next month comes and there's something else. And yeah, I mean, it is hard. And you have to be disciplined, no matter how much money you make. Because we've talked about that. You could still make a lot of money and get yourself into trouble. Um, you know, you have people that they make a lot of money, and but they spend a lot of money. You know, they have the yard guy and the pool guy and, and things that they certainly could be doing on their own, but they're paying people to do it. So that's yeah. the kind of thing you should look at. Could I do this myself? Could I clean my own house? Yes, I could. Can I afford to pay somebody to clean it for me because I don't want to? Yeah. You know, you got to look at your own budget and figure that out. So, you know, that's what happens. You get into this mindset where you want to pay somebody to do everything or you want to go on the shopping spree or this vacation or, you know, whatever. And all of that added up puts you into trouble no matter how much money you make. So, you know, sometimes you got to answer the hard questions is can we afford to go to Disney for two weeks or should we just go for one week, Mm -hmm. you know, and should we go to Europe or should we just go to California where, you know, it's the airfare is a lot cheaper, you know, those kind of things. So so really look at it. You know, I'm not saying that that you can't have fun and that you can't buy things. Just make sure it's fitting into that budget. You have a budget to spend every year on vacations stick to it Save Live beneath your means is what right. everybody says when they right come in Spend for the podcast only what yeah. you have <laughs> uh, i know but it's hard <laughs> it it's, is hard. it's hard to really know what you have coming in yeah and sometimes people feel like they have to keep up with their neighbors yeah, you know their neighbor got but, this new car now i need a new car you know don't don't get into that mindset do what you can afford because that's just going to make you unhappy in the end because now you're struggling to pay for that car yeah. when if you kept your old car, you'd be much more relaxed. Some of us grew up in a financially stable household where mom and dad constantly teaching lessons, financial yes. lessons. And then a lot of us didn't. Exactly. So we kind of have to 
learn our way through this. And there's never a time where it's too late. Nope. So it's never too late. If we could break down some of the key lessons that you teach your clients. Mm -hmm. You know, we teach them you need to budget. You know, a lot of the stuff we've already talked about. Keep an eye on that credit score. I mean, you can look at your credit score once a year for free. But there are three credit reporting agencies. So what we tell people is when you first start looking at your credit score, look at all three. Make sure they're about the same. Make sure that everything on that credit report makes sense, that it's all yours. Then after that, you can kind of rotate them. So now you can look at your credit score three times a year for free. You look at one company in January. You look at another company in April. You look at another company in September. Yeah. And just kind of keep an eye on that. Then... Just sticking to your budget. You know, that is what we tell people. Have a budget, stick to it. Obviously, emergencies come along. You know, have a plan. So you mentioned, you know, what we do to educate people and how it's never too late to learn how to manage your finances. Because it truly is never too late. Kids don't learn about this in school. Or Which if is they do, it's, it's you know, a one-week section Scratch in their the home and careers of, yeah. class or something like that where they learn how to balance a checkbook. Yeah. You know, which is still a great skill, but because there's so many online things, people don't balance their checkbooks anymore for the most part, mm-hmm. you know, because you can just look online. And so we do a lot of education teaching those kind of skills to people. And we've, we go into schools and we will talk to people. If the school will have us, we will go in and talk to the students. Why don't the schools, why don't they make it uh, you know, a they standard? They have their curriculums that they have oh. to complete. I know. And, and they don't have any extra time. You know, all the testing and, and you know, they only have, what, 180 days a year. And, you yeah, know, they've got things the they have thing. to get done, you know. How many, I mean, come on, $100,000 Macy credit card debt. Yeah. That individual needed yeah. the education yeah. in school. If your grandparents didn't know how to manage their money and they were deep in debt, and then your parents are the same way because they never learned anything, it is not too late for you to learn how to break that cycle of debt in your family and get out of debt and, you know, live more securely and be a little more relaxed about your finances because you know what you're doing. It starts yeah. with the budget and just knowing exactly where your money is yeah. going. Yeah. And be and realistic. You know, cash don't flow think, oh, I only spend $100 a month at Wegmans when really you spend two, you know? Yeah. So, cause you I mean, can... I tend to do that. It, I round down when it benefits me, <laughs> round up when I'm trying to prove a point to my kids. <laughs> right. OK, so now I was looking through Nerd Wallet and mm-hmm. they were giving the pros and cons of ways to consolidate your credit and, and to get out of debt. So I wanted to run these by you. And then if you could give us the pros and cons and which you got, which ones you guys recommend or not. So they were talking about the balance transfer card. It can be a good thing. So if you get a balance transfer offer from a credit card that you don't already have um, and it's a zero percent and there's not a really big fee to do it because there will be a fee to do it. But it might it might be fifty dollars. It might be a percentage of your balance. Um, But there's but there's a zero percent interest rate, which is great because then all you're paying is going towards the principal and you're not paying any interest. So that's great. Those things can be very good. I used to do that a lot when I was younger, you know, move my money around and it, and it worked well. But again, if you're opening up too many credit cards and you're leaving them open, that can be bad. Okay. So if you move all your money from one credit card to another with this balance transfer, 
assuming that's that credit card isn't the one you've had for 20 years, you probably should close it so that you're not increasing the amount of credit available okay. to you. So you have to be careful. It and, can be a good thing, but it can also come back and bite you. But it needs to be low interest, 0%. Yeah, 0% is great. Make sure the fee isn't too much. You know, it might be 1%, 2 3% of your balance. It might be just, you know, a set number, $50 or something. Do some of so. those exist? The good ones? Yes. Okay. Yes, absolutely. All right, how about home equity? If you are doing a big home project, you want to build a sunroom, you need to renovate your kitchen, you know, something needs to be done at your house. And obviously that's going to cost you $10,000, let's say, and you can't afford to pay that. So yes, a home equity is a great way to do it. So you can get a line of credit from your bank. Um, It is, there's a lot of rules and regulations uh, surrounding how much money you can take, what the interest rate's going to be, when it's paid off. Can you just, sometimes you can just pay it whenever you feel like it. Sometimes there's a monthly payment. There's so many different things, but it's based on the equity that you have in your home. Okay. So if you just bought your house and you really don't have that much equity in it, you're not going to be able to get a loan for more than what your home is worth. Okay. So, but you've had your home for 20 years and now you've got $30,000 in equity in your home. You can take a loan for up to that amount of money. So if you need 10, just take a home equity loan for 10. The nice thing, most of the time, home equity loans, the interest, just like your mortgage, you can deduct from your taxes. Oh, so, so, so that's, that's the nice big, thing, okay. as opposed to taking a personal loan or putting on a credit card. If you take a home equity, there are some benefits like that to help you. But again, it is based on that equity that you have in your home. So you can't really go over that. And to clarify the equity in your house, is that how much you've paid off already? Yes. And it, and it can change if the value of your home goes up. You bought it and your home was worth 140. Now it's worth 170. So, you know, that gives you that much more equity. Okay. Um, so it's the difference between what you owe and what your home is worth, what it's right. assessed for. 401k loan. How many times do you hear that? I had a pull from my 401k. I was desperate. Don't do it. Don't ever do it. I mean, I I understand if you're totally desperate and that is your only option, but you will pay for that. You will, there, there are fees and fines because when you put that money into your 401k, it was pre-tax. You take that money out before you're of the age where you can be retired and you have to pay back that tax that you never paid at the beginning. So off the bat, you know, you could be paying 30% of that towards taxes. And, and then, you know, now you've got a lesser amount of money and was it really worth it? So there there are so many fees and tax, you know, possible tax implications with a 401k that unless you absolutely have to do it, don't do it. Now time for your return on investment. You've dedicated your time to this podcast and we really appreciate it. Lynette Baker from Consumer Credit Counseling Services of Rochester, the non-for-profit good guys. I feel like I need to say that because there's so... We are the good guys. You are. You really, really want to help your clients get out of debt and and budget and manage their money. So the one takeaway from today, what would that be? Be responsible. I would say, you know, spend what you have, only spend cash have that budget, you know, all of that is personal responsibility. And if you are responsible, you will have much less of a problem getting yourself into debt. If you, if you know, all right, I charged $5,000, I need to pay that off as soon as possible. Not, 
I'm just going to pay the minimum payment and then I'm going to charge another 2000 for this or 1000 for that. Be responsible. Understand that this is not always easy. Mm-hmm. Um, it, you can't just go buy a new TV whenever you feel like it. You have to be able to afford it or you get yourself into trouble. So, you know, you have to resist those urges and be responsible. Lynette Baker from Consumer Credit Counseling Services of Rochester. Best way to get a hold of you guys. By phone, 585-546-3440. Email cccsinfo at cccsofrochester.org if you want to check us out. Because, you know, just because Sandy and I are saying we're the good guys, you know, you should definitely check it out yourself. So go to our website, cccsofrochester.org. There is so much information there about all of the programs that we offer that we didn't even talk about today. Some housing programs. And uh, we did mention a little bit about student loans and, of course, credit counseling. So there's so much information there. Check it out. Thank you so much for taking the time. Thanks for having me. I appreciate it. You almost have to become obsessed with personal finance. Next week on Seven Figures, we cash in with Matt Honeyford. He uses his financial story to help inspire others. Went from moving out of the country with what he thought was going to be a genius business plan. Well, it almost bankrupted the family. And now with focus, hard work, and a new obsession for personal finance, he's back on his feet and on the path to financial independence. We'll learn from his mistakes and successes next week on Seven Figures. Presented by Family First Credit Union. Subscribe on iTunes and Google Play and always on rochesterbuzz.com. Talk to you next week.